Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hashtag Queer AF is brought to you by UK Power Networks. They sponsor National Student Pride because they recognize that in order to sustain their business in the long term, it's essential to have diverse teams. Their LGBT plus employee networks provide their team with a platform to seek support and guidance. And through constructive challenge, they enhance their ability to be more inclusive. They also deliver mandatory inclusive leadership training to all managers. You can see them at National Student Pride's Careers Fair on Saturday the 10th of February 2018. Hey Max, welcome to Gay Star News. Hey, how are you? Yeah, good. Did you find us okay? Yeah, yeah, just about. Hey, welcome to this week's Hashtag Queer AF with me, Jamie Warren. Max Taylor from the National Student Pride team came by my office at Gay Star News this week, where I run the Student and Young Voices section. And it was all to record an episode on learning how to love how you look. As a life coach, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm part of a suite of, of, of interventions that people can uh, use uh, in terms of their own personal development. And he brought along life coach Chris Verley with him. Specifically what I do uh, in my role uh, as a coach, I help people to look towards the future. I help people to gain some clarity around where it is that they are right now and where it is that they might want to be going instead. So in a nutshell, I help people lead uh, more fulfilled, more meaningful lives. Max is studying politics at SOAS in London. And this year, while volunteering for National Student Pride, which is literally days away, has been planning our event's Body Confidence open mic session. And today, we're going to get a taste of the kind of honesty that you'll see on that panel, which, by the way, is also going to be broadcast by Gay Star News. Because what essentially happened when Max and Chris came in for a chat was Max ended up getting his very own coaching session. Let's listen in. I find your work really, really interesting, to be honest. And so I'm asking as a shameless psychology nerd, (laughs) really, what, what kind of clients do you have? What kind of people do you see and you work with? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mix of, of, of people. Um, I tend to work predominantly with men, uh, gay men, uh, but, but there's a variety there. Uh, and I, I seem to attract a particular kind of client, probably because of where I'm at in my life as well. And the recurring theme when, when I start talking to people where people get in touch with me and they always say it with a big smile on their face, is that, oh, I think I'm grappling with some kind of midlife crisis or 
or early midlife crisis, depending right. on where they're at, uh, how old they are. So that seems to be the common theme, even though people, you know, my clients are between the ages of 23 all the way up to 69. So there's a huge variety and they all come back with that term, midlife crisis. Right. Uh, now, for some people, it is, a, it is a real crisis. It really is something that, that, that you know, it, it, it goes to the bone, that they're absolutely confused as to who they are, where they're going to. For other people, it's just a, that, that niggly feeling that they're not quite where they should be or where they would like to be. I guess a lot of it relates to what we're talking about today, which is body image and body confidence. Yeah. Because at least what I see in my experience of being LGBT um, as a gay man, of course, body image is a concern to just about everyone in society today, and especially in the LGBT community, it's almost turbocharged mm -hmm. because for being a for being a gay man, it's there's almost like a hallmark of shirtless selfies. There's so much pressure and um, to have a good body, to have a good appearance in any gay space. There's, there's like an engine room of sex and being attractive and seeming attractive mm -hmm. and you must find that a lot in your work as well i imagine that's something that a lot of people come to you with yeah no it, it does come up and also on a personal level it's something that i i also experience you know I, I live and i breathe personal development but i'm also not immune to it you know I'm, I'm bombarded with the same type of images as anybody else um but it is something that 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 comes up um a lot yeah it, 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 a lot of the work that i do is around body images around uh, aging uh, and, and how to, to, you know, I guess losing your looks. That there may well be reasons to do with, you know, the fact that a lot of us grew up feeling unwanted, un, un, unliked, un, undesired, and then all of a sudden you grow up and you, you, you come out, you step into this, this, this beautiful gay world and you mm. turn into this beautiful swan where everybody adores <laughs> you when you're young. Uh, or even when you're not young, and 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 then, uh, you know, of course it becomes, you know, you you, you, you like you say, you, you become validated because other people start liking you because you're good looking or you 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 have particular attributes that people like, um, and that becomes very intoxicating, and it's and it's uh, it, it, it's it's part of our culture. Um, I think social media, in particular, dating apps are, are are partly to blame. I mean, you only have to go on Grinder, and it just feels like literally. Every third person seems to have a six pack, and it's I, I a don't meat market. Yeah, I don't understand. I honestly, I don't know where these guys are. Yeah, <laughs> <they> do it. <laughs> um, probably different different values uh, from mine. But I think absolutely, if you're constantly bombarded every time you're on a dating app, and that's what you see, then of course that's what you come to expect of yourself as well. And you start mm. to think, well, if everybody else has this, then and I don't, then that means I'm 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 less than. Um, and I, I really like this idea of a, of a positive. Uh, body movement, but then the question is also, what would we actually be fighting for? What would, what, what is it that we would be this, looking for? This is it. So, what what do you what do you advise people about? Mm. For example, if I came to you saying that, saying every time I go out to a gay bar to a gay club, I just feel so much pressure to look good. Mm -hmm. How would that conversation go? My first question would be, if if this situation is causing you um, anxiety to look a certain way. What is it about that situation that, that drives you to, to go back to it? Drives me to go back to it? Yeah, so why, 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 what is it that, that you, what are the reasons that you would put yourself in that position? It's a good point. I, I imagine, at least from my own experience, I go to those places because my friends go to those places. Yeah, yeah. I think from a coaching perspective, we, as a coach, I would encourage you to focus on the things that you have control over now. There are, in this equation, there are, there are a number of things that you have control over, there are a number of things that you don't have control over. If we're talking about, um, I'm thinking, oh, let's say facial features, I'm not happy with my face, 
what can you do about that? Probably not a huge amount. Yeah. You can decide for yourself that you're going to keep focusing on it and feeling bad about it. But actually, at some point, you have to decide there's nothing I can do about this. I'm just going to have to accept it, make peace with it, and start to learn to love it. If it's to do with certain attributes, physical attributes, that you think, actually, I can do something about this, then as a coach, I would encourage you, well, if this is important to you, then do something about it. The fact that you haven't done anything about it yet suggests to me that perhaps it's not so important to you. It might, you might feel it's important because other people tell you it's important, but deep down it isn't. So mm. for example, I'd love to have a six pack. I don't have one. I don't, I, I don't love to have one so badly that I'm actually doing something about it. Okay. Do you, do you see the difference there? I'm in a different perspective. I completely agree and understand. In, in my perspective, I, I've always felt too skinny. For example, okay. I've always, I'm yeah. naturally an ectomorph, always felt too skinny. So I do go to the gym quite a bit and I do have a goal I'm, I, I, I want to be. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not possible, <laughs> but it's in my head. It's obviously something I've, I've picked up from looking at uh, the world and photos and things around me. If I can't get to that, if it is impossible, if there is a gap there, then what, what would you talk about? then what other things are there available to me to kind of help me with those anxieties? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. First of all, it's making peace with, with, with how you look and that is a process. That is yeah. not something that you decide one day you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to tell yourself a hundred times, I am beautiful. That may be part of, of you know, what would work for some people, but, but generally speaking, it, it takes, it, it's, it's a process of just accepting that this is how you look and, 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 and owning that and, and focusing on the lovable bits that you, you, that, that, that you feel you, you, you have. And this is the other thing of the equation. It's not just about looks. Um, I also think, you know, again, personally, I can be extremely attracted to somebody who may not necessarily be classically good looking, but who's very confident. Confident, not in an arrogant way, but confident in the sense that they know who they are. They've worked through their crap. Yeah. And they, 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 they're, comf they're, they're comfortable with who they are. Yeah. And that yeah. comes through. It doesn't matter what you look like. It comes through in your physiology. It comes through in the way you speak, in the tone of your voice. There's much more to, to attraction than just the, the, the visuals, basically. So as a coach, I would say, well, what is it that you, you feel, you, the attributes you have that you can actually put a little do, bit more focus on? Do, 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 do. After the break, we find out why even the very handsome Max quit Instagram. While Chris has some advice for anyone who feels anxious or overwhelmed by dating and social media apps. Thanks for listening to Hashtag Queer AF, the podcast that keeps the conversation this National Student Pride alive all year around. And with just days to go to this year's event, the only thing I can say is, buy your tickets. 9th to the 11th of February, 2018. The biggest student event in the calendar. But we'll also be hosting a live episode of this very podcast. But it's not my voice you'll be hearing. I'll be handing the reins back over to BBC Newsnight's Evan Davis, who will once again be guest hosting the show for a second year in a row talking on stage at the event to his guest about our themes, homelessness and being beyond gender binaries. Get your tickets now, studentpride.co.uk forward slash tickets. And make sure you're subscribed to this feed because we'll have the full episode, including a Q&A with the audience right here next week. 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome back to Hashtag Queer AF. I'm Jamie Warren. This week, Max has been on a journey to overcoming anxieties about the way he looks. He's a National Student Pride volunteer. And this week, in his conversation with the life coach, Grace Furley, at the Gay Sunny's office, we're rejoining the duo's conversation as Max is explaining exactly why he quit Instagram for six months. In order to come to peace with myself, my body image, about six months ago, I got rid of quite a lot of social media. Mm. I thought, this is not good for me. I know what I'm scrolling through on a feed, looking at all these beautiful people, Mm. isn't actually real. Mm. I know some of these people in real life, they don't look how they appear on social media, and yet I still don't feel great about myself looking at these beautiful photos they have. So I got rid of Instagram, for example, for six months, and over those six months, I've really, I had um, a process of getting, feeling more comfortable in myself. You know, I can look in a mirror and not see a numerical value of likes. I can, actually a lot of things that I do like about myself that I couldn't really see when I was blinded and I'm scrolling mindlessly on the bus every day. Which feeds into the second point. You come to the, you come to peace with yourself firstly, but also there are more things about myself and about others that I like that aren't just physical. People are so much more than just the physical, and you lose that in, in a world so um, you know drowned in media culture. I mean, first of all, congratulations for, for deleting Grinder, Instagram, and all and all these apps because I think that I think actually it's better without it, much better without it. Absolutely, and and but, but a lot. For t- <laughs> When I, when, I, when I bring this up with people, you can hear them shudder sometimes, and I can see them shudder. Um, it, 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 for so many people, it's such a big thing. And I can see why, because yeah. these apps are designed exactly. to keep you hooked. Exactly, part and parcel of, of life today. Absolutely, that little, that little sound that Grindr makes, you know, that, that it, it, it's, it, it, we, we associate it with it, this dopamine hit. 
And it, and yeah. it just every time we hear it or we, or we feel that vibration, it you know it comes back to somebody, it comes back to validation. Absolutely, validation. I'm lovable. Somebody fancies me. Somebody wants to talk to me. Yeah. So you can see how how people get hooked into it. And when people, you know, and from talking from personal experience as well, the first couple of days it does feel a little bit weird, particularly mm. if you've gone into this habit of of checking it literally in order to get that validation. Yeah, and, and and it's it's every five minutes basically you're working on something and you're quickly checking messages and it becomes this this proper th- attention thief. Um, so it, it, it's a little bit difficult in the beginning, in maybe the first 24 hours, you, you have to readjust your habits. But like you say, afterwards, you, it's, it's liberating. You no longer feel like you're constantly comparing yourself with other people. Exactly. So if I'm a member of the LGBTI community out there listening to this, and I wanted to put down these apps, get rid of it, and start a process of self-validation instead, what would be some practical tips for that process. Mm. Well, well you, I mean, you've given the answer there yourself, I guess, and that is to put your phone down and, and delete the apps. It's, it, it Cold really is as simple as that. If you don't want to do that, then uh, I would seriously suggest to, to boundary your use. And by boundarying your use, it's, it's, it's literally making a decision that I'm not going to spend more than, let's say, 60 minutes in a day, if you if you you know if you spend if you find yourself and <laughs> there are people who do this, there are quite a few people who spend more than two three hours in a day on the app or at least with the app yeah. running in the background yeah. with the phone on the table. That I think by any means is, is, is too much. Basically, it's it's very invasive. So you boundary your use. You say, okay, well I was going to spend half an hour in the morning or half an hour in my lunch break, half an hour in the evening. That's all I do. If that doesn't work, then you have to go cold turkey. It's as simple as that. So weeding yourself off. Use of apps, I mean, it, it permeates other, many other areas of life. It's not, it's not just about body issues, it's also about how much focus you're able to put on yeah. your studies and on the work that you're doing uh, when you constantly have the distractions of, of something running in the background and making noise and, and buzzing and saying hi to people and sending pictures. So uh, it's, 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 it really is either one of the two. Either you, 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 you develop a much more resourceful way of dealing with your, with your dating apps or social media. Yeah. Because it's not just dating apps, of course. Or you, 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 you delete them uh, altogether. And when I say delete, I don't necessarily mean that you have to play the equivalent of, 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 uh, of uh, social media suicide, but, but um, delete the apps from your phone, for example. You can still access it on, on your desktop if you need to. Um, but 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 don't have it in your pocket the whole time. I want to talk about Peter Pan syndrome because mm-hmm. it's something I find really interesting that people in the LGBTI community and what I've seen in gay men are afraid of their age, afraid of growing up. Mm-hmm. For example, I my ex-boyfriend disappeared on his birthday every year. He couldn't deal with the fact that he was turning 24, 25, 26, as if he could mathematically calculate whether he was a, a twink or a daddy, and he was afraid of going into a kind of uh, having this appearance he didn't want to have. Mm. Do you find that a lot in your work? Mm. Yeah, I, I do. Actually, it does. It does come up a lot, and and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm turning forty this year, so it's again it's something I'm certainly going to identify with. You. It's, it's relevant to me, absolutely. Um, I I, I kind of like the term Peter Pan syndrome because it really does. It, it provides a good insight really as to what goes on for a lot of people. It's that kind of that little boy that just doesn't want to grow up. Mm. And, and actually in many ways we're, 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 we're quite lucky, uh, uh, not just a gay man, but the LGBT community in general, in that we, we don't have that set template that I, that I mentioned earlier as well about, you know, we, we, we follow a certain pattern of where our life goes towards. 
uh, we have that freedom to do that. We can party until any, you know, for days on end if we want mm. to. Uh, and you know, as long as, as you know our health and our and our and our financial situation allows it, then we can do that. Um, but I guess with that comes also for some people a a, a lack of responsibility or an unwillingness to address the the, the, the reality that that life isn't always uh, Neverland. And actually, for me, for, 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 from a coach perspective, it's more about people who kind of get a little bit stuck in that 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 quite childlike mindset of, of irresponsibility it's and being boyish fun absolutely energetic and, and I think actually that that trait is very attractive when you're young but yeah. that trait I don't think is particularly attractive in a in a in a you know I'm not going to put an age to it but from, a, from, from, from at a certain point that stops being cute I think people yeah, who, I who who show responsibility, who you know, rack up massive amounts of debt for, for you know because they're, they're they're you know they're having fun the whole time. I think that that stops being cute. Um, I think it also applies to to relationships. That Peter Pan syndrome, that idea that we we're, we're, we're a little child that that we want to be looked after by somebody, that we need somebody to look after us, basically. Um, so it's it's an interesting concept, and and I think it's one that. Especially in, in our community, it's one that we we um, yeah that, 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 that's we quite prevalent. Yeah. So what what would you say to someone if if I came to you in a few years' time and I was starting to panic about my age? Whether you want to age or not, you're going to age. You have no control over that. Now, how yeah. you age, of course, you do have control over. You can you can you know you can quit smoking. That will be very good for your skin. Uh, you could uh, eat more healthily. You could there are lots of things basically that you can do. When I, was, when I was growing up, my dad would always say that the ages of sixteen to twenty-four is your prime, your prime years. Which actually put a lot of pressure on me now mm. <laughs> to try and get the most out of my life and every day. But I don't think I believe it anymore. Most of my friends are a lot older than me, and I really want to be that age and do what they're doing at 30, 35. Mm. And I, I am looking forward to those years as mm. well. Which actually makes the idea of a prime less relevant and less pressuring yeah. for me. And also, your dad may well have been projecting onto you what he felt was Probably, his prime yeah. between the ages of sixteen and twenty-four. At yeah. which point, you can ask yourself, okay, what well, was it about that age for him that made him feel like he was in his prime? Was it the fact that he was feeling free and and careless and and uh, sexually maybe whatever it was? Sorry <laughs> to, <laughs> to put that thought in your head, but um, so for me. If I actually feel in my prime, I don't feel it's related with my age. I do feel it's related with the fact that I, I, I'm doing what I love doing. I am uh, surrounded by people that I love being surrounded by, people who stimulate yeah. me, people who, who lift me up as opposed to people who drag me down. Yeah. Um, I feel good physically. I know that I'm doing what I can to, to I guess, look at my best. Uh, I moisturize every day. And yeah. <laughs> I'm at my prime basically <laughs> now. For some people, they might look at me and they say, "Well, he clearly isn't." But I don't really, I don't really care. So it's a very personal thing. I That's think. interesting. This is about you and how you feel, as opposed to how you're perceived. So another thing ahead of our event that we we've done to promote our our theme of body confidence is we filmed this video. We had four students take their clothes off on camera in a professional studio with all the team watching, with a camera in their face. <laughs> oh my god. Cool. Okay, I did it. How are you feeling now? Still scared. <laughs> I would probably describe myself as curvy. I like my eyes and probably my bum. I'd probably describe my body type as slim, I guess. 
Um, I think my favourite part of my body is my eyebrows, does that count? I would say my eyebrows. I've always kind of said average slash curvy. I have been complimented by a lot of my friends on my boobs. Um, short and stocky sums it up quite nicely. I've always been quite curvy, so it's just kind of learning to love yourself. I would say average or prepubescent dad bod. My collarbones is my favourite thing about my body. The weirdest thing to be my favourite, but there you go. So, how do you think they would have felt about that? Um, I imagine probably quite awkward. I'm sure that would be the case if that had been me. Yeah. Um, and, and actually it's quite interesting because uh, people tend to feel more awkward when they take their clothes off in a non-sexual way than when they do in a sexual way, which is something I've, yeah. I've always found quite, 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 um, quite interesting. That's a good point. Because um, it was just clinical white lighting absolutely. around them. So yeah, yeah. it was very much, very no much thrills. like that. Uh, they did say once they got their clothes off that they felt more comfortable. Yeah. Once they had their clothes off and they'd been that way for a minute, it was just their skin is yeah. exactly what you're used to. Why, why would you say that is? Well, I think there are, we have so many beliefs about ourselves, you know, for years and years, sometimes from, 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 from the ages of four, we've been telling ourselves, oh, we've got a little bit of a belly or, or I don't like my nose. Mm. And that belief becomes so internalized that it, you, it's no longer believed. It's just, that's just a fact, that's how you see it. And then if, I guess if, if you're in an environment like that, which is very clinical and very unusual, and you have lots of people pointing at you and you're talking about it, and you, you, you tell people about that belief that you have, and you realize from their feedback that clearly it's not true, yeah. or they see something very different, yeah. then that can be quite empowering. And I think that is part of the process of accepting who you are. It's also accepting that you might not necessarily be seeing the truth. Yeah, I, I mean, a good point and something that we found on the day is that, um, for example, Corey in the video said, oh, I don't like my hair. And he has such nice hair Absolutely. to me. And I'm for, very for, jealous. In many cases, there, there are some things that you know, I may not like about myself, but other people compliment me yeah, on. Yeah. But then look at the video as well. And, and how often does it happen that somebody actually asks you, but well, what do you like about yourself? I'm guessing you don't ask yourself what you like about yourself on a very regular basis, but when somebody true. asks us, it really forces you like, okay, well, I, like, I really like my shoulders. True, nice true. It's an uncomfortable question. It, it is, it is. And, and, and I think that's what we need to do more, more of uh, ourselves, you know, rather than constantly beating ourselves up and shaming ourselves when we look in the mirror, actually, you know, look at, yeah, I've got nice, nice shoulders or I've got nice, nice arse, whatever it is. Yeah. Or, you know, I've got a nice attitude, whatever, whatever you can bring yourself to say that you actually do believe. Yeah. So wrapping up from this, what would you say would be the most important takeaway for any listeners out there that want to become more body confident? You are more than your body. You are more than your looks. Um, if you're uh, worried about not having enough sexual tokens, if I, if I can call it that yeah, way, yeah. then start developing some new ones and developing some new ones by, you know, uh, focusing on some of the attributes that you do have, like a lovely character, uh, a great sense of humour, uh, being emotionally intelligent, uh, whatever, just having a great voice. And also, um, uh, start focusing on the on the physical attributes that you really do do like. Ask yourself that question: What is it that I like about myself? And if the answer is nothing, well, then ask yourself that question again: No, what is it that I like about myself? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure when you start, you know, when you ask yourself enough times, there are plenty of things that that are that are, that are likable, and and find evidence that you are likable. Ask your friends what they what do they like about you. 
Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't like your hair, you'd be surprised how many, yeah. <laughs> many people and, would be jealous. Yeah, and equally, on the flip side, don't be the instigator Absolutely. and don't body shame other people because Absolutely. then you become part of the problem. Absolutely, because I think there's a fair bit of projection going on as well in, 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 in the LGBT community. We, we shame other people because we don't feel good enough ourselves and we Absolutely. project it onto other people and that's not, that's not the way forward. Absolutely. That's it for this week's Hashtag Queer AF, but time for a quick roll call of credits. If you want to hear more about that video where everyone got basically naked, head to the Student Pride Twitter account. You can find all of the links there. This week's show gives a massive thanks to the Gaystar News team. They videoed this episode, and you can head to gaystarnews.com forward slash students to see an extra clip from this week's show. Big up to Max Taylor and Chris for letting us eavesdrop on their coaching session. Presented and produced this week by me, Jamie Warren, this week's show was sponsored by UK Power Networks. If you're loving what we're doing on the show, don't forget to tell a friend to subscribe as well. Otherwise, we'll see you at National Tune Pride this weekend, 9th to the 11th of Feb, for our live recording of Hashtag Queer AF. See you there, because we're queer as fuck, and so are you. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.